Welcome to New Kids on the Block, a podcast for newcomers who want to explore blockchains and cryptocurrencies. On this show, we discuss and dissect all things crypto for beginners and intermediate users and help them navigate their way through this fascinating yet overwhelming new space. Let's dive right in. Well, it's been a while since new kids recorded a podcast, and it's been a while since we last saw you. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of the New Kids on the Block podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Mr. Fody Philocorus, a.k.a. Blockchain Fox, and I am joined by my esteemed colleague, the crypto Yoda himself, Mr. Yudu. Yudu, how are you today? I am doing well, and um, yeah, just very good to be back, and uh, nice to hear this song that just created for the first time. First time you're hearing it, right? Yeah, definitely the first time. (laughs) So the little joke is that we actually recorded a podcast, folks, for about an hour, and the recording didn't work um, for whatever reason. My microphone is uh, clearly at fault. And for that reason, um, we are doing a, a hopefully a shorter abridged version of the podcast since we're doing it two times in a row. Um, but uh, the focus of the episode um, this week, we obviously are going to be talking about the sun, the stars, the moon. And by the moon, I mean Luna. Mm. Good old Luna. You do Luna. Luna. What do you think? Luna. I think that's what everybody's talking about this week in the crypto space anyway. Yeah. It's like literally the one thing that's it's like earth-shattering event that has happened this week. I think it's going to have a long-term impact on the market. Yep. So, yeah, just really excited to get into it for the second time. Yeah, yeah. So, I think, you know, the the thing about Luna is that um in order to kind of do this topic like any justice um I think it's important to just talk about like briefly, like the the meteoric rise of Luna, kind of some, some high level history about it, some little factoids about the project itself, its founder. And then we're going to get into like one of the core tenants and the microcosm within Luna and, and the catastrophe that it caused and the debilitating effects that it had on the rest of the market. Um, So I guess without, without further ado, like, what do you know about Luna? How did it how did it get started? Yeah, I think Luna or the the Terra Luna uh, project was created in the midst of the um, the mid market. Uh, sorry, the bear market uh, in twenty eighteen. Um, it yep. was meant to, you know, kind of create this this you know alternative you know layer one blockchain you know as a, as a substitute to ethereum uh, i don't think they never tried to adopt the, the evm compatible uh, version of ethereum rather they're trying to be the quote-unquote ethereum killer um and it got really popular they did really well in the, in the beginning um it got really popular in korea or in the you know general asian market and um it was largely thankful uh, thanks to the uh, the help of the founder um, Do Kwan, which 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 is gonna we we're gonna get to in a second, and um, yeah, I mean there was multiple you know use cases. One of them being the decentralized finance piece, um, you know, with Luna providing kind of this this you know beyond the anchor protocol and trying to to interact with the the native um, stable coin um, on the Luna blockchain. 
providing you know financial access to you know average users and yeah and that was just one of the many use cases they were trying to to promulgate uh through the luna community and they did it successfully at least in the beginning right i think yeah. there, there were a lot of there was a huge following they call themselves as lunatic uh, <laughs> lunatics which is kind of insane literally um yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah i mean it, it got really popular and then um and you know that we know they they, they they rise to a very mediocre media meteoric rise but you know they also fell very quickly at the same time yes don't uh don't fly too close to the sun um you know because uh your wings will turn to ash as they say yeah, yeah i feel so- like we're gonna have a lot of solar system um <laughs> metaphor in this podcast i'm a poet sir so let's go forget that so so yeah i think i think you touched upon a majority of this stuff right like you know it was this guy duquan um who's a who co-founded this project with a guy by uh, with a guy by the name of daniel shin hmm. i think when we originally talked about this project and i asked you about it because we're you know, I think in a previous podcast, we're just talking about like, you know, price action and what's moving up and down and like, oh man, Luna's like top 12. Luna's top, it's 11. It's wow. Mm-hmm. I broke into the top 10. Like what the yep. hell is Luna? And you were basically just like, Asians love Luna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, specifically Koreans. Yeah. Specifically I don't even Korean. know a lot about, about Luna, but the Koreans, they do love their Luna. Well, you're Canadian. So, I mean, you know, that that's makes right. Sense. Yeah, but, like you know, uh, <laughs> Yeah, like I, I didn't know a ton about Luna. I'll I'll, I'll be honest, and it wasn't. I, I don't like to invest in things that I don't know a ton about. Um, of course, that's why I only invest in Dogecoin because uh, mm-hmm. I know a ton yeah, about it. They're the Doge expert here. Me and me and Daddy Elon. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, when I actually did a little bit more research about Luna, right? Um, you know, I, I think I learned a lot more about like kind of what you mentioned. I think the other things that. Um, we're always touted about it is that it had a very rich kind of developer driven community. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had a lot of, a lot of users and they bolstered a lot of their initial mass adoption of kind of the Terra blockchain infrastructure, which was powered by this uh, technology called Chai, mm-hmm. um, which is like a payment uh, payment system in South Korea that had over like 1.3 million users. Right. So they had that, they had a lot of VC money, Mm-hmm. And um, I think they, they originally bootstrapped. When I say bootstrapped, I mean, they originally started developing the project using the Cosmos SDK, mm-hmm. right? So Cosmos Atom, if you're familiar um, out there, the Cosmos SDK that was available. And they have this kind of um, delegated proof of stake um, where kind of the miners need to stake a native cryptocurrency, which in this case is Luna, to mine those Terra transactions. So you know, in these um, DPoS or POS systems, right, it, mm-hmm. it kind of stimulates a lot of internal growth in the asset itself because people want to make money by mining that asset, but they need to have that asset in order to mine that asset, right? So um, kind of, you know, the project kind of exploded from there. Now, yeah. if you look at the price history of Luna, um, like over time, right, I think like in the early 2018s when the coin was was released or you know let's say 2019 when it hit the market it was about a dollar 67 cents i think that's what it opened at right that's that's pre vc money right yeah. so it, it shows you how much they're in the green right from this project well at least they were at a, at a point in time right um, because you know they they initiate the coin's price based on what 
it's almost like um, like how you would a traditional type of tech company, right? It's evaluated yeah. at a certain price and then there's Seed a circulating round. supply and you divide by the circulating supply and that's how you get the price, right? Yeah. And then people buy and sell and do all that stuff. So like it was pretty flat, I guess, up until, you know, March 2021 um, where we saw that initial part of the bull that started like prior to the summer, the summer drop. Um, and it, it, it went from a dollar 40 to about six bucks. Um, so a lot of money was dumped in there. You know, they started advertising the whole anchor protocol thing. It was, you know, DeFi summer and all that great yep. stuff. Right. And it, it went from $5, $6 and a three X to 18. And then next thing you know, you you fast forward to March 2022, and it's $106 for a single token of Luna, right? Yeah. So when we say meteoric rise, we literally mean that it 100 x right? From yeah. A dollar, or or you think it even it even dropped to 30 cents at one point, right? Yeah, I, I was thinking while you were talking, um, you talk about like the VC, the seed round money which got in, they probably bought Luna like under under a dollar, definitely under a dollar, probably under yeah. like 10 cents, right? Maybe yeah. they, they then, um, when Luna reached like $120, whatever, the all-time high, um, they basically like more than 100x their money or even like 1,000x if it, they bought it really low. And now they're like completely wrecked uh, back to where they were beginning. Like maybe it wasn't too bad at the end of the day. They basically went to their, their cost basis. Yeah. Um, so maybe it wasn't, all bad it wasn't too bad for the vc guys that's what i'm trying to say well let's hope it was bad uh, we, <laughs> maybe, we maybe touch touch on that a little bit later sure. but um you know like i mean that's that's the basic history now you know the the one major component of luna and i think why it reached this mass adoption is what you mentioned you know we they touted these crazy apys on anchor right so mm. You, you dump money, you dump UST, which is the algorithmic stable coin. And it's one of the main components of the Luna ecosystem. And you put that US, UST onto Anchor and then you get 20% right. on your money. And we've been telling everyone that that's the safest way to put, yeah. safest place to put your money, right? Because we're smart and we think we know what the hell we're talking about. And little do you know... Um, throughout this whole time that it, the whole thing ended up being a farce. But yeah, before we get into that, let's talk about, um, Duquan or Doquan. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you know about Doquan, this character of a guy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be frank, I don't know a whole lot about this guy. Like all of my, my perception of him come through, um, my friends who's, who have seen him in person. Um, from what I was told, uh, he seems to be this really charismatic um good looking you know larger than life personality who just like oozes charm you know whenever he, he walks into a room he can like you know talk your ears off he can tell you how amazing uh, luna is and uh frankly that may have been the reason why people really bought into it like mm -hmm. there's such a strong following in the luna community uh because of his personality right it's almost becoming like a bit of a cult uh if mm. you will so part of that is just due to the fact that he's he's very um you know has this like almost like a like a magnet to 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 tell you that you know whatever he does is right whatever he he says is true so part of that might be uh, can be attributed to to his eventual downfall maybe 
Yeah, little did they know the whole time that he was actually oozing liquidity, right? It wasn't actually <laughs> oozing charm. It was liquidity that was pouring out of this guy. Right. So obviously, obviously, Do Kwon is a South Korean guy. I didn't know a ton about him either. I just know that he studied comp sci at Stanford. He graduated in 2015. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a 30-year-old kid, right? I mean, he worked as an engineer at Apple and Microsoft. Um, for about three months, reportedly, mm. at each. And then he suddenly was smart enough to create his own $45 billion era, uh, right. asset after that. Um, now, the the thing about him that's, that's interesting, uh, aside from his crazy Twitter rants where he <laughs> calls everyone, you know, names that didn't believe in his um, algorithmic stablecoin, um, he, he's also been a part of a project that, um, you know, was a was a previously failed algorithm right. stablecoin called Basis Cash, right? So yeah, kudos to him for uh, for uh, trying again with everyone else's money. Um, but um, I, I guess briefly before we do move forward, just a, a quick note on algorithmic stablecoins. If they're going to be really germane to this conversation, and maybe just kind of a quick definition on. Algo stable coins is going to be important because mm-hmm. without understanding what algo stable coins are, you won't understand what actually happened to Luna. So you do like quick explanation on algo stable coins. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there are two main types of stable coins. One is asset backed stable coins. So think about your USDC or USDT, uh, which could be backed by a uh, basket of currencies or commercial paper or even some other assets. Um, whereas a algo stable coin is not backed by anything. Uh, it is it is purely uh, manipulated or controlled by by code. Uh, usually, there's a, a second. In addition to the stable coin, there's a second coin or a protocol coin uh, which is used to to adjust the um, the issuance of the stable coin. So in this case, uh, UST is the algo stable coin and uh, Luna is the um, the protocol coin that's being used to to manipulate or um, collaborate with issuance of UST. So right. whenever there's a like uh, issuance of uh, UST, there's also issuance of Luna to kind of pair with that uh, and then it can be used to to manipulate to maintain the peg uh, to make sure that the UST is always one to one to US dollars. So what you're telling me is that through this burn slash mint equilibrium that they have with UST and Luna, there's enough liquidity for all of the UST that's out there. Is that what you're saying? Theoretically, yes. Uh, as long as, um, well, no matter how much UST you have, like the Luna should be go in, in proportionate to that. That's in uh, theory. That's a that's a theory. That is definitely a theory. Okay, so 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 that's a good like description of what like an algo stable coin is, right? So, um, I think. Now it's probably a good time to kind of talk about um, the whole collapse of Luna. And I think what's centered around that whole kind of situation is the de-pegging of, um, you know, UST, right? Mm-hmm. US Terra, which is, which was the, the main stable coin. Now, again, this layer one blockchain solution and the, and the whole, you know, Terra network was driven around you know, DeFi, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was, you know, put you take your UST, dump it into Anchor, get 20%. And, mm-hmm. you know, it caused, you know, the proof of stake. So, you know, miners on the network also, you know, 
had to hold Luna. And there's a lot of artificial kind of price action um, based in the tokenomics of the coins itself. But then this thing happened during this week where suddenly the price of Luna that we were talking about went from, you know, it took a hit, I guess, you know, just like the rest of the crypto market did where that we had that correction. It went, you know, on the 9th of May to about 63 bucks. And mm -hmm. then it suddenly lost 50% of its value and then another 50%. And now it's worth less than a, less than a dollar. So how did this happen? Maybe not who did it, but why or what, or just help me understand, like, what the <laughs> heck, how do you, how do we, how did it depeg or yeah. what's a theory behind how it depegs if we don't know? I think that there are several theories um, that's being circulated on crypto Twitter. Um, I think one theory that I personally buy into, and first of all, I don't really know what happened or who did this, but I think this is the theory that most likely scenario um, is, you know, remember when Luna, the LFG, Luna Foundation um, bought, um, I guess, one $1 billion BTC a few months ago, um, people were, were starting to front run him and they understand that, oh, they're going to buy a lot of BTC as their reserves, right, in combination with their algo stable coin. So that was the kind of the initiation of people started to pay close attention when you have like, when you're like a, a 3D, you know, confrontational person like Do Kwan, you have a lot of enemies, right? So mm -hmm. supposedly, this, let's call them like this group A, they started to build uh, a shitload of, of UST. They actually prepared like a billion dollars worth of UST and they started to basically um, dump UST on Curve first. Uh, when you have like a lot of money being dumped uh, into any DEX protocols, it's going to cause a temporary um, uh, depegging right. with the coin, uh, regardless of what coin it is, whether it's uh, algo stable coin or a regular reserve backed stable coin, it's going to depeg a little bit. However, usually when that depeg happens, happens, um, if it's like a solid protocol, it's going to either self-correct uh, or people are going to start arbitraging, arbitraging against it uh, right. by, you know, buying it to 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 sell it. And eventually the difference, the disparity is going to be uh, back to one. It, yeah, it's going to go back to one. Right. Like, if you like a Brian McKnight song. <laughs> yes, right. okay. exactly. Right. That's that's in theory. However, in this case, it did not happen because this group A continued to to dump uh, when when that UST DPAC initially happened, I think Luna panicked and they start panic selling some of their BTC in order to save the peg. Uh, however, this group they came prepared, right? They're like, "Oh, we're, we're going to screw you over, regardless." <laughs> so they basically continued to dump their remaining UST, and um, they started actually started shorting Luna at the same time. So basically. Both both UST and Luna was going down. Like UST was losing its peg, Luna was going down, and because of this this seesawing, this this dynamic burn and mint mechanism between uh, Luna and UST, um, like what when they are going the same direction, they're gonna continue. It's gonna be continuously be exacerbated the, the impact. So like the more UST goes down, the more the price of Luna goes down, and the more Luna goes down, you need like. Uh, sorry, the more USD goes down, you need more Luna to 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 prop up the price of UST. So they issue more, and then it creates more sell pressure. 
So what started out as a very, um, I guess, temporary D-pack mm-hmm. becomes a death spiral eventually. So that's why you saw like eventually Luna went to under a dollar and the, the peg, I think UST was like 16 cents today, which is like completely D-pegged. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, obviously this is like standard macroeconomics, right? Mm-hmm. So like when you have to pr- uh, mint a bunch of Luna to save the the price of that pool of UST to Luna that's out there, mm-hmm. um, that obviously increases the supply, which lowers the price, which causes more people to panic sell right. Luna, which decreases the price, which causes them to mint more Luna. And in the programming world, this is what we call an infinite loop. In this case, someone kicked the computer and it the, the program crashed. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because like you know, it it obviously went below zero. Now, um what I learned about Luna is that they actually had a maximum, right, on how much mm. um Luna could be minted over a given period of time. And what they did was they temporarily raised that and right. it's it's reported that they actually even went out there and sold some additional uh, Bitcoin that they were using to try and prop up their their system to back right. up. Um, and it, they they actually almost did save the peg, right? So it went to seventy cents, and mm. then it jumped back up to ninety three cents. Right. And little did they know that that two hundred million or three hundred million or however much they dumped of Bitcoin back into the market to buy Luna. It wasn't um, enough. It wasn't enough. It was just yeah. exit liquidity for the rest of, of, of people to yeah. get out of the project. Yeah. And and here we are today staring at this once mighty project of Luna that was a top 10 cryptocurrency evaluated over 45 billion. And it's essentially worth nothing today. So questions have to be answered, right? Like mm. this is no trivial matter. Um, like when we... When we talk about generally, um, you know, the the validity of DeFi and the validity of crypto and how we want to look for mass adoption, um, and you have people that are losing their net worth because they were heavily invested into a project like this, questions have to be answered. I, I think the first question I would ask is, how the hell is a system like this ever supposed to work if no one even really needs to hack your system to tank the whole economy of it, right? <clears throat> All they have to do is just dump, buy, sell. Yeah. I mean, it's Short. insane. Short. Yeah, I think I think that's something um, probably, or at least in in the public opinion that nobody saw coming, but maybe some people saw coming. I know some people on Twitter called out this particular attack even months before it happened. Um, but for various reasons, maybe it was due to the hubris of, of Do Kwan himself, or it's just the, the I don't know whether it's like ignorance or is it just like pure hubris. It's hard to say, but for some reason they just never paid any attention to it until it happened. Um, and you know, as to as to why exactly that happened, why could it not happen to other protocols? Yes, it could definitely happen to other protocols, but the fact that Luna has been so, you know so much in the limelight really makes it easier to become like easy targets. Um, and when you have like a, like a group, maybe a group of people who have a lot of capital, maybe some, some funds who are trying to, to do some bad stuff, like it becomes like a very easy, uh, attack surface for them. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to like a Bitcoin, in my opinion, I think 
any attacks like this for Bitcoin would would be not very feasible, just because the amount of um, capital you would need. Uh, effort, yeah. effort you would need in order to make it happen. But for Luna, I mean, it's a delegate proof of stake, as you said, so it's not the most decentralized protocol. Um, right. um, so yeah, it's it's entirely possible that some people just saw that opportunity and jumped in and then uh, just did it. I, I saw some some analogy of them um, comparing it to like a George Soros attack. Um, mm. uh, you know, the short, I think he shorted like a British pounds um, like back in the days. Um, very similar concepts, um, but they succeeded uh, anonymously this time. So let's, I mean, there there are a lot of theories about who did it. It was ri- rival hedge funds. It was um, Elon Musk. It was <laughs> um, CZ in disguise. It was, right. you know. It was Justin Sun, according to some people. Justin Sun, who's hanging out in Guam, creating his own algorithmic stablecoin. <laughs> um, but you touched on something that I just want to read real quickly. Um, there's this guy named Algod Trading on crypto Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very interesting guy post terrible pictures of mm. the, the food that he makes. But this guy um, has been tweeting about how he thinks Terra has been a Ponzi scheme for months, mm-hmm. for months. So I'm just wondering, I just want to read a couple of his tweets um, just so that, um, you know, we, we can talk about the, the gravity of this. So um, he, so he, this is a, a quote from Algod Trading, according to his Twitter. Mm-hmm. UST maintains stability through a simple swap mechanism. One UST can be exchanged for $1 worth of Luna at any time. If, if UST becomes less valuable than $1, buyers can scoop it up and use the swap mechanism to sell it for a dollar, enabling them to make profit. As buyers do this, demand for UST causes the price to go up again until it reaches one UST. So basically 11.7 billion UST is basically backed by the Luna order books. In best case, it can maybe sustain a $1 to $2 billion sell right now. For now, they driven up demand with the 20% fixed APY printed out of thin air, which is unsustainable. The further it grows, the more pressure there is on Luna. What lunatics, aka people that are heavily invested in the, the, the Terra Luna project, are expecting is that demand will infinitely keep exceeding supply. The moment supply exceeds demand, people will panic and start mass redeeming UST for Luna and right. swapping it to USDT. Does this remind you of something? Cough, cough, Ponzi scheme. Explain to me how this isn't a Ponzi scheme, you do. I mean, this guy called this back in February that this whole thing will collapse. So how is that not it, maybe it's not a Ponzi scheme, but maybe it's Ponzi-nomics. Like like we've talked a lot of crap about Time Wonderland and all these insane APYs that are out right. there, right? And 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 some nefarious actors that have been going on there. I mean, how does this type of tokenomics make its way into a top ten? I, I mean, asset? that's that's just a. First of all, I, I do agree there are certain um, Ponzi-nomics um, components of the Luna protocol uh, for sure, uh, as with many other um, DeFi protocols as well. Uh, you mentioned Time Wonderland and um, you know MIM Internet, you know Magic Internet Money, all of that. I think. What what differentiates Luna from them is the this supposed, um, I guess legitimacy uh, when you come when you talk about like Anchor Protocol, uh, which at the time seems to be a, a legit protocol, and 
you mentioned like the twenty percent yield. It it is high, I agree, but at the same time, it is like believable. <laughs> Whereas you you're talking about like a meme is like seven hundred APY. You know that's like you know too hard to believe, too good to be true. So maybe in a way, people are like, oh, maybe this this twenty percent is somewhat believable. That's why it's not a Ponzi. But people just didn't realize that the, the inherent risk of this two token system. You know, didn't realize. You know, when you have like one billion dollar, you can easily attack it. Um, you know, and then manipulate or or make the UST the stablecoin to lose the pack, and then cause the、uh, the cascade liquidations. Yeah, I mean, it's believable only because a lot of people that that operate in the crypto space、um, are not too savvy on how traditional investing works. But、mm. if you went to a traditional investor and said, "Hey, give me whatever your money is, I'll give you twenty percent next year." That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, right?、Yeah. Like any type of traditional asset, I think even in the best of times for very risky,、um, like you know ETFs and 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 you know stock market funds and stuff like that. I mean, you're getting ten percent. You're getting twelve percent at、yeah. the best, right?、Mm-hmm. So the only way that that system works is if people never want to sell, which is just insane. Right, like it's insane. Now, now, how are you a creator of this type of a tech? You know, this type of technology, this type of ecosystem, and never anticipate something like this to happen. Now, in my mind, when this guy bought a billion plus worth of Bitcoin, I think he knew the whole time that this was a house of cards that、mm. was ready to collapse. Now, it's it's impossible to say, you know. What he actually thought, or how he actually thought, or any at any given point in time, but、right. I mean, this was a guy out there on Twitter calling people cockroaches and scum left and right because they didn't believe in his algorithmic stablecoin. Even Francis Coppola, who's like a very famous British、uh, mm. economist, right, <laughs> was out there, you know, legitimately criticizing the the whole scope of this type of.、Um, You know, tokenomics associated to this coin and and the algorithmic stablecoins. So, I'm I'm very dubious about his overall intentions, and I guess we can debate back and forth whether it was ever meant to be a legitimate thing, and,、yeah. or if it was just propped up by hopes and dreams. But、um, I'll just say that、You're、you have a yeah, you I, I, you, I, you have a, a kinder soul than me. Let's put I, it. That I、way. think yeah. I mean. I, I I can't for, say for sure whether that's that's intended or not. I mean, intention does matter when it comes to identifying the pure scams from the the failures that you know ends up being like catastrophic.、Uh, in this case, I was what I say for sure is just he definitely has his own blind spot、uh, when it comes to his own project. He believes that his his project is the best stable coins out there, which historically you know is never a good thing, right? There's so many has been so many failed. Venture into the algo stablecoins in the past few years, and、um, fortunately, unfortunately, Luna is not an exception here. So maybe he didn't see this coming. Maybe he knew something that we didn't.、Mm. Uh, but I just don't think he's he, like. And a lot of the stuff he said on Twitter is, is kind of asking for it. To be honest, you know、yep. the way he treated people, it was it wasn't nice. So yeah, maybe he you know karma came back to him. Yeah, I mean, you know, this guy came out saying,、um, you know, that 
uh, I think eight, even it was about eight days ago or something like that, that, um, you know, some companies are just some coins, some pro- most projects, 75% of projects are going to fail. And there is pleasure in viewing like things burn to the ground and stuff like that. And then like in the next breath, this guy's like out there apologizing about right. um, the whole, the whole thing. He tweeted by my hand, die will die. You know, the, the die <laughs> algorithmic yeah. stable coin. Um, those of you waiting for the earth to become unstable, I'm afraid you'll be waiting until the age of men expires. Cities have returned to the dust. Oceans have gone bone dry. The maps of continents have been drawn anew and dinosaurs once again roam the earth. This is the guy that's out there, you know, with, you know, I get, I get it. Not everyone thinks that their own baby is ugly. Right. But right, right. I mean, this, this type of hubris has led to, you know, catastrophic loss for people. Right. For sure. For yeah. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just very irresponsible type of uh, type of behavior from from a leader in the in in the DeFi space right yeah yeah i I just hope that the other leaders will will take take a page and stop you know calling people names on twitter and making fun about for being poor um you know yeah just be nice to people yeah sam bankman fried came out and said just as the outside view skeptics predicted during a large market move a stable coin blew out just not the stable coin they predicted which was predictable if you knew the details. This isn't a comment about good versus bad. It's about how important it is to know the details. So mm. you guys need to know the details. Um, and when anytime you're investing and anytime you're, you're putting money into any type of project, you need to really understand how the tokenomics work, how, how the project and the tokens themselves are backed by a certain amount, certain type of liquidity how you can get your money out if you need to, if that's possible, right? Like mm-hmm. all of these things are critical when you're putting your hard-earned cash into the crypto casino. So um, well as, we, as, we, as we move on, like what kind of effect did this have on the market, I guess, on mass? Like what can you share? Yeah, definitely had a huge market, uh, market impact, um, not only on the price of Luna itself, but in the entire um i guess macro market like in the crypto space you can look at how crypto uh, how btc has performed uh it went below 30k uh temporarily uh i think it went as below as low as 30 26k yep. um it's it's gone back to over 30k now as we record um but still the long term detriments that this event has caused to the crypto market is unfathomable I think we're yeah. talking about like years of years of time for us to repair not only the price but really the trust uh, with these DeFi protocols uh, in the long term. Yeah, and I mean, you know, like little did they know they were dumping all of this Bitcoin to buy up Luna, which then turned into ash in their hands, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about ash tokens. I'm talking about like sure. literally nothing turned into zero of an asset or at least on the way down it was yeah. a fraction of whatever it was which ended up obviously causing additional sell pressure on the whole market um because when you take something like bitcoin in the volumes that they do and you back mm-hmm. it even though bitcoin was of whatever at one point a trillion dollar asset i mean you sell that much and then everyone starts losing money it's sell yep. sell 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 right so mm-hmm. Now we look forward and Luna is worth under a cent, under one penny. (laughs) 
And it's, crazy. it's been pumping like an SHIT coin, <laughs> right? Um, 600%. Why do you think that is? Like, are people just really that dumb or? I think people are always going to speculate. Speculators are going to speculate. And when they see um, a coin that was once over $100, now it's worth less than a cent. And then integer buyers kicks in. Um, I can buy this coin for $100. And if it goes like to a dollar, I'm going to 100x my money. No, that's not not happening in this case. Luna is going to continue to oversupply. Uh, you mentioned they're just just gonna keep printing it until yeah. the infinity, um, and your hundred dollars worth of Luna is gonna worth a dollar tomorrow, a week from now. So, oh, well, well, the one the one correction I'll make is that they true. they actually paused the 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 minting capability. So oh, they did. Okay, there's a finite amount of Luna now for whatever <laughs> okay. that's worth. Well, there, there's only 1.6 billion Luna on the market to worry yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So enough to no stack, pressure. It's not that bad. <laughs> enough to stack to the moon itself, right? Sure. So, um, so then this guy Do Kwan basically comes out after all this. You know, people are speculating on his coins, and he says, you know, there's going to be a Terra 2.0. There's a mm. clean slate. People, give me your money, similar to how Danielle did with the Time Wonderland thing, right? Where, mm-hmm. you know, we know it's a, it's a um, you know, the, the hold, he says, uh, this is Duquan himself, the holders of Luna have so severely been liquidated and diluted that we will lack the ecosystem to build back up from the ashes. While a decentralized economy does need decentralized money, mm-hmm. UST has lost too much trust with its users to play the role, but you but Terra 2.0 has not for whatever reason in this kid's mind right um he wants to preserve the community and the developer ecosystem and he proposes resetting the distribution of network uh of the luna network governance tokens to 1 billion um 40 percent of which would be redistributed to holders before Terra's um, you know, the UST became depegged for the for the OGs of mm. the project. He's going to give you back another, you know, forty bucks or something like that, um, so that you can you can obviously get whole again. So, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I I feel like the like I said, the trust is already broken. Um, a lot of people got screwed. Um, and I I think one thing I read about this whole like selling uh, Luna. Uh, while maintaining try to save the pack for ust is that basically luna like there's a lot of like retail money in luna and then there's a lot of institutional money in uh, ust so effectively they are over uh, they are like they're sacrificing the retail to try to save the face with institutional money or the vc money so i'm like if you really want to do something uh for the community maybe not try to screw them over first to save your you know, big yeah. VC fund friends try to do something now. You know, why wait until like Lunar or whatever Lunar 2.0 that you're going to come up in six months? Try to do something now and compensate them, right? Like make make their people people lose money feel slightly better by doing something right now. Like if you really care about them, you know, you shouldn't wait. In my opinion, yeah, this guy's a, a billionaire. I I doubt any money's going to be coming out of his pocket for this, but no. um. We shall see how that all works out. I think, you know, on a look, looking forward to the future, mm. there obviously needs to be some additional regulation. I mean, it's it's already been in the works for 
um, you know, traditional types of stable coins, you know, maybe they'll use this as an opportunity to say, you know, hey, we really need to accelerate regulation on stable coins uh, that are currency backed, even though this is an algo based currency, who mm -hmm. knows? Um, but I definitely see that happening in the future. Um, generally, I'm just pretty, you know, this news is just pretty somber. Mm. Um, it's, it's a, it's another black eye for the DeFi space. Um, please folks, whatever you do, and I'm not one to, to, you know, flippantly tell you where to put your money, but don't put any more of your money into Luna. You'll become exit liquidity for bigger people, um, above you, mm -hmm. um, that are just looking for another way out. Um, and you know, these, these days of these 20% APYs, 50, hundred percent APYs, I mean, DeFi itself is not mature enough to support any type of market at this point. And th that, that's how low my opinion has gotten of it. Right. <laughs> you asked me a couple months back, we, we would say anchor is the best way for you to get, you know, stable APYs back on, on stable coins. Now I'm saying, you know, even though interest rates are high, buy a house, rent it out, do something more traditional than than losing your money in these types of um, protocols, right? Because right. if they're e this easy to manipulate without being hacked, you're, you're easy lunch, right, for the big boys that are out there, so. For sure, yeah, I mean, just to echo your, your um, I guess, offer to help. I know people are, are struggling, people are losing money. Um, please don't do anything you know, dumb by making it even worse. Um, yeah. If you ever feel bad, you know, please talk to your loved ones. And if you ever want to talk to us, our DMs are open on Twitter. Uh, happy to talk through things with you, um, you know, to talk you off the ledge. And yeah, just just remember that life is more important than, than just some numbers in your account. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reportedly over 20 people have, mm. have ended their lives. It's pretty um, sad. Uh, around this whole thing, which just just you know, it, it speaks to the gravity of the whole situation. Right? Um, right. And we make jokes and we try and make our conversations interesting because again, this is a, this is an opinion based like crypto podcast. And we talk about like, you know, things that we see in the markets and, you know, we try and make it interesting for you folks, but this is dead serious stuff, right? Mm. Like th there's no reason why, um, you know, people should be doing these types of rash things. And I yeah. realize I say that with having invested zero money in Luna, right? So it's, yeah. I'm not the best person to tell you this, but right. there's always someone that's out there for you. There's always another sunrise and, uh, you know, just try and, uh, try and see the bright side. Even, even if you're, if, if you made that much money and you're, and you went to zero, you can do it again. Right. Believe sure. in yourself. So exactly. Well said. Oh man, this was a this was a heavy one, and we had yeah, to do, yeah. we had to do it twice. We have to do it twice, but um, <laughs> we have to get the message across. It's very important yeah. for our listeners. So yeah, absolutely, I think it's Any, worth it. Anything else you want to talk about uh, with Luna? I mean, just I guess just to brighten it up a, a little bit before mm. we we do jump off. Um, Justin Sun just came out, the creator mm. of Tron. And basically said that he's releasing his own algorithmic stablecoin. Okay. Uh, so if you guys missed algo-based stablecoins, then, you know, our good buddy Justin Sun hanging out in Guam or wherever the hell he is, Guatemala. Right. Um, he has uh, a solution for you. So that's exciting. Well, his solution, as his name suggests, is the opposite of the moon. So just keep <laughs> that in mind. 
Sun and the Moon, stay away from these types of names, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think Marin, uh, the uh, the crypto witch or the you know whatever the mm-hmm. heck they call her, would yep. would uh, would say it's Mercury retrograde and uh, keep your money uh, close to the chest, right? Yeah. So, um, I guess um, you know let's let's uh, let's call it uh, let's call it there. Um, you do. All right. Um, uh, I just want to say to all you folks, um, we really appreciate you guys. And we really love talking about, um, you know, cryptocurrency, blockchain, distributed ledger technologies, state of the market. And unfortunately, things haven't been that sunny lately. But as always, stay safe out there, Space Cowboys. We'll catch you next time. Take it easy, guys.
is on the street, you found someone. I guess now it goes to dumb.